0: Focus on headline. And let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on Focus on Headline. For this we have our reporters Kwan Zhua and Shinsephyok joining us in the studio. Welcome back to the studio, guys.
1: Hello, it's good to see you on a Friday for a change oh
0: yeah <laughs> that's right that's right so of course uh coming in today uh, last minute we do uh thank you for that uh guys speaking of which a lot of changes being made on the program because of let's face it even with us the COVID situation uh hasn't been too good nevertheless let's do start off with the latest in COVID 19 related figures here in uh, south korea Sebek, you have the latest numbers
2: so South Korea's new COVID-19 cases hit above 400,000 on Friday, marking the second highest infection reported in a single day. The country reported 407,017 new COVID-19 infections, including 39 from overseas, raising the total caseload to over 8.6 million. The latest tally is a sharp drop from the all-time high of more than 620,000 on Thursday, but the Thursday's count had included some 70,000 omitted cases from the day before. Uh, The fast spread of Omicron has pushed up the virus curve in recent weeks, with the number hitting six digits in mid-February from four digits in late January. So the death toll from COVID-19 came to 11,782 of 301 from Thursday, and the fatality rate now stands at 0.14 percent. And the number of critical ill patients stood at 1,049, down 110 from the previous day.
0: Of course, uh, so as the government has predicted since earlier this week, it announced this Friday which social distancing measures uh, citizens have to abide by uh, starting next uh, Monday. And I can't believe uh, two weeks have gone by this quickly, but uh, it did decide to ease them just slightly uh, despite the ongoing Omicron wave. Uh, Let's get the details of that.
1: Sure. The details are actually not many details. Yeah. Uh, the gist is that social gatherings, uh, there's been a slight change to the number of people who can get uh, can get together. So the cap had been at six and now it's going to be eight. So a maximum of eight people can get together at, for instance, restaurants or coffee shops, regardless of vaccination status. Now, there has been no change made to the business operation hours at such places. So until 11 p.m., that remains unchanged and uh, there were actually earlier expectations that there might be an extension to midnight. Uh, and health minister, Conductor, gave the reason for this uh, decision they made, saying it's time to modify the current social distancing scheme, but it's too much of a risk to drastically ease measures, and that considering the Omicron uh, surge and uh, the uncertainty surrounding its peak, right. and also the strain on the medical system. Now, Igil, a health ministry official, in a later briefing explained further. While last time, uh, the operation hours for business were extended to 11 p.m. This time, officials aimed to alleviate discomforts of the general public rather than the small business owners in allowing bigger groups to gather. And uh, he also said that the record high of more than 600,000 daily infections just a day ago also played a factor, adding that the nation's virus prevention is in quite a difficult situation. Authorities, meanwhile, note stringent social distancing rules we lived with during the Delta wave are no longer as effective as during the current Omicron wave, stressing the number of daily cases is not equivalent to the nation's managing of the ongoing pandemic. So it's no longer a barometer of success. Uh, And as you know, um, during the Delta variant, their approach earlier was, and not only the Delta variant, but also during the original strain, the focus was more on looking at the daily case counts so now it's uh, more unfocused on, on uh, keeping the number of deaths and severe cases down. Uh, and in fact, Son yong Ne, another official, said um, that death rates are falling, and actually the number of fatalities of per 100,000 people is. Uh, more favorable and stable when we compare it to countries, uh, other countries abroad.
0: Yeah, and that's just the thing. I mean, do we look at the fatality uh, in terms of per 100 people or like the fatality rate, which is like, what, 0.1 something percent? Or do we look at the whole number, Mm -hmm. which, you know, goes into the 200s? In that case, I think it's a pretty relatively high number here. But nevertheless, whether or not we have, uh, you know, just slight measures being relaxed or, you know, more uh, measures being relaxed, the point is we are seeing some of the biggest numbers in cases right now. Let's kind of hear about what your take is on the level of social distancing measures we're going to be seeing on Monday. Let's start off with you, Sebya.
2: Well, I'm not an economy or health expert who knows what kind of impact the increased uh, uh, meeting social cap will bring to our society, whether in the economy or quarantine front. But this kind of slight change is something that the government is trying to find some kind of middle ground yeah, balance, uh, between yeah. the yeah the public and the government Well, as health officials say, we have to make this kind of transition because we cannot get back to our old quarantine distancing measures, particularly when vaccination rates are high enough. And to be honest, I think we and the government have done whatever we can have done. So there isn't really much thing that we can do in terms of quarantine measures anymore. But I am not sure whether this is the right timing for the government to push ahead with easing uh, ease of quarantine measures, because you know we all know that the peak will come soon within a week or two and I just feel like we could have waited Mm-hmm. waited a little longer when we can ensure our
0: safety. Maybe that's why we saw just like a slight, uh, you know, easing of measures because, you know, I mean, th- to be honest with you, six to eight, uh, it's it's not too not a big, big, difference. big. It really isn't a big mm-hmm. difference, to be honest with you. And I always go like, I don't have eight people to hang out with. And <laughs> so, I, you know, six and eight doesn't make, really make a difference. And that's probably their way of going Well, look, we can't ease the restrictions too much, but let's still ease it slightly so that it's maybe slightly more favorable to the small business owners, Mm. maybe, is what I'm seeing. Uh, So what about you? I mean, you've been following this for years now. (laughs) Uh, Your take on the level of social distancing measures at this point? I
1: think the government should have not done anything right now at this time, just like Sebyuk mentioned. Why don't we just wait until the Omicron peak is over? Uh, So I think... As we, I mean, as we all see eye to eye on a number of six people gathering and a number of eight people gathering, does not make a big difference. No. But just the fact alone that this is an ease could give a false impression to the nation's people. For one, that the Omicron situation is not grave enough, and for another, that maybe the government has kind of, you know, given up on its prevention measures. So I think this was not really. A good idea to uh, ease the measures even slightly right now and just wait for another two weeks just extend the current measures and not make these uh, little changes at this point point. and also because actually recently after the uh, business operation hour was extended to 11 p.m. Um, some data showed that there was actually not a big change in no. for those business owners themselves and that mm-hmm. is I think because people themselves uh, voluntarily are not gathering too much at this point so, yeah, I, I'm not really sure about uh, the recent um, decision by the government. And actually, I really liked what one doctor said regarding the gradual loosening of measures right now. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, there is a possibility to um get those uh, numbers of uh, patients in critical situation and fatalities down. And uh, he regrets that the government is um, kind of easing the measures right now, saying it's it's as if uh, there's a fire in the woods and uh, we are fanning uh
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 재질
1: in Korean. So Mm -hmm. would you say just fanning? Fanning? Yeah, you're fanning the flame, basically making the
0: flame increase, right?
1: Exactly. And saying as if um, we're doing this until there is nothing left to burn. So that uh, is quite a strong um, wording, but uh, it's... Is is what i also believe at this point right now yeah i
0: go back to what uh you know dr david Quack, uh, who's a doctor that we connect with time to time when it comes to uh 19 mm-hmm. related issues uh, what he said was i remember a couple of months ago when we started really easing the measures he said yeah you know what i don't think now is the time because mm-hmm. we haven't hit the peak yet maybe we, if we hit the peak and it starts going down from there then maybe start easing the restrictions and uh The only thing that kind of—I'm not a big fan of this statement, to be honest with you. Um, Song Young-na saying that the death rates are falling. The number of fatalities per 100,000 people is more favorable and stable compared to Mm -hmm. countries abroad. Mm -hmm. Now, that's like basically—that's what I used to say when I was a kid. Like when my mom used to go, hey, Chris got 100 on his test. How come you only got 95? (laughs) And I go, well, Stephen got 70. So you you can't compare it to other countries. I I think overall, we've been doing such a fantastic job that we had to keep up that good job. We can't be compared to some of the other countries that had high numbers and say, we should be okay because they went through it and we can go with it as well. I'm a little bit concerned to be honest with you mm. because the fatality rate is high. Yeah. I, patients Not is high. the
1: fatality rate, but the number oh, of fatalities. Oh, the number of fatalities, right. yes. Because uh, I also want to mention that the fatality rate is low because we have a much so... higher number of infections yeah, exactly. on a daily basis than other countries. But that also is likely because we are testing more than other countries. Yeah. And also because earlier this week we started to even use rapid antigen tests uh, to confirm positivity. So that, I believe it's because we have that huge amount of cases is why the fatality rate keeps going down to like 0.1 percent yeah i
0: was saying you know i feel like korea is the only country where people keep testing until they find out that they're positive they go oh. boop negative no 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 no. let me do it again negative no it's not it do net positive right mm. and so we continue to test ourselves until we're positive which is why again uh, i don't really trust the numbers that are coming out overseas neither uh because there's just not testing as much as here in korea but uh Nevertheless, uh, whether or not we have seen the peak and we are going to be going to see a decline in the cases, we'll have to find that. And I think next week is going to be certainly very crucial here. Uh, moving on here, the Presidential Transition Committee officially kicking off on Friday at the Tong Yidong uh, office where uh, President-elect Yun seok has made his temporary office there. Uh, with this, the committee has around 50 days of preparation ahead of taking over the country's top office there. Now, to mark the occasion, President-elect Yoon opened the committee's first meeting. Saebyeok, tell us more about this.
2: Uh, President-elect Yoon sung transition team officially began its duties with a ceremony to put up a formal signboard on Friday. So presiding over the inaugural general meeting of his transition team, Yoon said the general public and national interest must be given priority when conceiving state tasks. While well, in discussing the pandemic, he urged the team to seek ways to better compensate struggling small businesses, to address challenges in quarantine and healthcare, care, and to prepare a manual for another potential pandemic in the future. Well, Yun said how a presidential term will look like in the end is reflected in how it does in the beginning. And according to the spokesperson for the president-elect, Kimune, the most pressing issue for the transition committee, is responding to COVID 19. And chairman of the committee, Antersu, will also be in charge of the measure to fight the pandemic. And Yun today requested that the plans be focused on two things medical infrastructure as well as compensating small businesses. And in addition, uh, he said the committee will need to lay the foundation so that during his term, uh, uh, the country can step forward as a leader in the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, After lunch with the People Power Party's leadership, he met with former UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon to seek advice on Russia's invasion of Ukraine and climate change. Uh, During the meeting, Ban stressed the importance of the Korea-U.S. alliance, saying that the ongoing Russia-Ukraine crisis has taught us several important lessons. And Ban also added self-reliance as key to retaining security. And in terms of North Korea policy, Ban emphasized the importance of following common standards and principles uh, that are shared by the international community. And when it comes to climate change, Ban told Yoon that carbon neutrality must be achieved by 2050, while closely coordinating with the international community.
0: It's I remember a, yeah. back
1: then when Pan was actually also... Uh, uh, not president. Well, he
0: was a candidate. Can,
1: not candidate. He, well, but he, was. he was. He didn't
0: go as yeah, far yeah, yeah, as yeah. being the candidate, <laughs> right? But he was like being mentioned mm. as a potential uh, presidential candidate, but uh, it didn't go as far as that. <laughs> right. I do remember that, actually. Good point there. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the incoming Yoon administration plan to move the presidential office out of the Cheonghande uh, compound. I mean, this was something that was talked about all week here, mm. uh, almost as if uh, this is like the biggest uh Thing to do for the upcoming Yoon administration. Uh, we have some more concrete forecasts on where the office will be. So,
1: right, uh, moving out of Tongwade is one of the big pledges uh, President-elect Yoon has made, and it looks like the plan is taking more shape now. Either it's going to be this whole government complex in Gwanghwamun, more specifically where the current Foreign Affairs Ministry is, or the Defense Ministry compound in Yongsan, which has recently emerged as an appropriate spot given its benefits in regard. To security now, Gwanghwamun and Yongsan are both not too far away. They are both uh, kind of downtown Seoul, I yeah, would say. Yeah. Uh, and members of uh, Yoon's transition committee were set to make on-site inspections at both locations this Friday. It's not going to be an easy decision with safety, infrastructure, cost issues to be settled, as well as the public's consensus. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Yoon's spokesperson Kim Eun-ae said at a br- press briefing earlier this morning that Cheongwadae will return to the people before spring flowers wither. Uh, with that confirming that there is practically a zero chance for the next administration to keep its presidential office inside the Tonga De compound.
0: It's interesting because, again, uh, this isn't the first time that this idea was put forth. You know, President Moon Jae-in at the early stage of his administration uh, put this idea, but uh, because logistically it just didn't work out, whether or not he's really going to push forward with this uh, is going to be the big question. But again, Zero chance, right, that mm-hmm. unit will move into Changwon. That is a you know pretty solid statement there. Uh, not to mention the defense ministry compound emerging again, like Soh said, the most likely site. But still, though, uh, it's still raising security concerns because we have the unstable security situation domestically and abroad. So Sebyuk, you have more on this.
2: Uh, President-elect Yoon Song-yeol has reportedly settled on setting up his presidential office in the Ministry of National Defense building in Seoul's Yongsan district and is already making relevant arrangements with the defense ministry scheduled to vacate its main building by the end of the month. Uh, but amid unstable security situations, both domestically and abroad, due to North Korea's mislaunches and the war in Ukraine, such rushed preparations for Yoon's move into the defense ministry building are prompting concerns that the process will result in gaps in South Korea's military readiness. Well, reporting by the Hangya has found that departments in the defense Min- defense ministry and the Joint Chief of Staffs and the Defense Acquisition Program Administration or DAPA that will be affected by the relocation have been notified of the specifics of the move, such as location and scheduling. Uh, if the presidential office is lo- relocated to the main building of the Ministry of National Defense office. Within the Defense Ministry, the JCS, and the DAPA will have to be relocated in turn. And Yun is pushing to move the presidential office out of Wa De in the name of open communication with the citizenry, but public access to the Ministry of National Defense building area is limited, anyways, due to military security concerns. So many people are rather skeptical about Yongsan as the appropriate location for communication with the people. Also, others uh, have said that the leadership of the um, Defense Ministry and the Joint Chief of Staffs relocating its offices successfully at a similar time period may result in gaps in communication and command that can create problems in South Korea's military readiness this posture.
0: Now, before before we move on uh here and uh talk about whether or not we agree that uh you know there should be it should be moved or not. Right now it seems like, okay, in the during the transition period here. Remember, there's a lot of things that uh, we've always talked about how the next administration is very very crucial because there's a large number of things that they need to tackle. Number 1, has to be COVID nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. whether or not we see a downtick in the cases, even if we start seeing uh, improving numbers moving forward here, the recovery process and how we're going to deal it post pandemic is the other thing. We have North Korea related issues right now. There are signs that uh, you know they're. Well, I, I still think they did test the ICBM, even though they said it's for you know reconnaissance uh, satellite. There's also reports saying that maybe they're going to start uh, testing nuclear weapons and so forth. So, Korea Peninsula related issues right now. But it does seem like the current UN administration, the upcoming UN administration, their big focus right now seems to be number one on the top of the priority is moving the Cheong there. Now, there's a lot of people saying, a lot of citizens going, is that really the most important thing at this point? Do you guys have any thoughts on this and why this is such a big deal? Uh, so let's start off with you.
1: Um, I... Do you
0: understand it?
1: Do you, under, do do I you understand? S- do you it? understand
0: the it's the significance of having to actually uh, move the Chongwa Day?
1: I don't think it should be like the top priority yeah, yeah. out of uh, what the next administration should do. But I know why they're focusing on it right now is because uh, the administration will kick off in May. So before anything else, they I guess they want to. Um, fulfill this uh, moving out of the uh, out of Tongadae because it was their pledge and uh, there is not a lot of time and I think if they once once really settle down that's when they can also start with all the other agenda but yeah. uh, actually uh, honestly even during the Moon Jae-in administration and also when uh, Yoon girl made the pledge I wasn't really that um, sure whether this is uh, is really, has deal. to has to be done because yeah, why yeah. can't the president be at the presidential office of Tonga? is what I actually thought. I mean, I get it that uh, the president wants to the next president wants to be uh, kind of on the same uh, eye level with uh, the nation's people, and that's why I think it's more of a symbolic move. But it takes a lot of efforts to you know yeah settle, it's not, it's not an easy and, to be yeah. honest with
0: you it's not an easy thing mm. where you can do this in a matter of 2 months to be mm. honest with you think about it i mean you're talking about the presidential office that's been used for decades right now mm. uh yeah. and to have yeah Sebya.
2: well i think what they are trying to do is rather than actually moving the 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 blue house i think they are more focused on tonkon kyute. Uh,
0: change of the administration. Yeah, yeah, but the change, change of administration doesn't yes, mean that be, you're be, changing the building. Be, because
2: de is the symbol of the administration, the current power. So Yun, uh, so uh, President-elect Yoon has always, his presidential race slogan was 정권 교체. So I think he's trying to make some kind of a
0: symbolic move. Is it just he, a show then?
2: I no, don't think I, it's because of the 정권 교체 because, I
1: mean... All other presidents before were in inside the building. I mean, in today, and it yeah, was I know. also
2: President Moon's wish actually to move out. I don't think it's gonna be a show. I think President Elect Yoon will like move the <laughs> presidential office anyways. But I think he is trying to show that he is totally different from mm. the old administrations.
0: Well, so again, that he actually
2: fulfills yeah. what he yeah. has pledged for.
0: I mean, if you're going to try to do everything that the other administration didn't do, I mean, there's a long list of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just I, to me personally, right, mm-hmm. you were saying that the Blue House symbolizes a single administration. I don't think that. I think the Blue House just represents, the president of
1: South Korea. Yeah, yeah, the
0: the presidential (laughs) office. That's it. That's where the president resides. That's where his family resides. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine, for instance, uh, a U.S. president moving out of the White House. Mm.
0: Yeah, like, for example, like, oh, it's the Blue House. Okay, the blue was a representative color of the the Democratic Party. I'm going to change it into a Red House. Like, it doesn't happen that Mm. way. No, it just doesn't, to be honest with Mm. you. And that's the reason why I think there's a lot of people, uh, Korean citizens, who are going, like, really, is this is the most important thing to talk about right. right now? But again, he's trying to show that he's trying to do something that no one's ever done before. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I, I mean, there's a number of things that other presidents haven't been able to do and, you know, which I think will improve things better. So going into it. What would you like to see the presidential office be? I, I guess that's the question. So I'll well, start off with you. Should it stay put?
1: Out of, out of the two places that are currently yeah. being discussed, yeah. I would rather than have it in Gwangamun,
0: Gwangamun. at the yeah. um, complex. Hmm. I mean, it's a very busy area. That's why there
1: are concerns about uh, security issues. But I think because it is a crowded area and many people uh, work in that area and go back and forth, it would be more um, what... It would be like the essence of what they are actually trying to do with moving out of the Chongwaden. You know, to be honest
0: with you, if they're going to do this, I don't think this is something that a single administration be doing. Um, If indeed a number of other former presidents and other incoming candidates Mm -hmm. and president elects, they all believe that they want to move the Chongwaden itself, right? Uh, I don't know what they're going to, and, and if they feel like Yongsan is a very good place for a number of reasons, you know, like how the Yongsan uh, military camp is basically, you know, virtually doesn't exist anymore. They've moved to, down to, uh, where is it? They moved to Pyeongtaek. There's vast land there. I don't know, build a new presidential office there. Maybe that's what, I, it's not something you can do in two months is what I mm-hmm. want to say. It's it's something that needs to be planned in years and years, and it might take even decade to be right. honest with you. I just don't think this should be the priority at this time. Uh, Sebyuk, you were saying that Gwanghwamun was an option that you also like as well, along with SOA.
2: Yeah, because just simply Gwanghwamun is the symbol of the country's vibrant democracy. So I think Gwanghwamun would be a better place for a a new presidential office, particularly when President-elect Yoon said that um, he's trying to facilitate more of a communication between the public, between the people and the government. So I think Gwanghwamun would be a better place.
0: I think uh, I should move to Anyang. I live there. It's a pretty good neighborhood. Ah, Okay. Nevertheless, someone else once said that uh, the Chongwa is always open, but from a different perspective, I guess uh, this is the ongo- outgoing President Moon Jae-in calling for talks with the uh, the President-elect Yoon suk Of course, we talked about earlier this week that uh, you know the meeting that they were supposed to have was cancelled. Uh, for unknown reasons at this time. So uh, let's talk more about this.
1: Right, uh, we did talk about this a few days ago, but uh, which appeared to be due to insufficient fine-tuning between the two sides before the meeting. But now President Moon Jae-in was quoted by the presidential office of Tongade as requesting a one-on-one at the earliest time possible. And that's uh, when he said the door of Tongade is always open. Uh, and his spokesperson Park Yong mi said the president added any prior coordination for the meeting may not be necessary. So it looks like he seeks open and candid talks with the president-elect, so less of formality, meaning not limited to specific agenda. Earlier, it was speculated that the two sides had failed to narrow differences on their stance towards a potential pardon of former President Im Young-bak, who is imprisoned over corruption charges. Now, Yoon's spokesperson, meanwhile, in response, released a message that said Moon and Yoon are communicating closely based on mutual trust. So maybe we will see the two sides get together for a lunch meeting or not, uh, maybe next week is just my personal prediction. Yeah. Uh, and uh, briefly, uh, a recent survey revealed uh, that uh, what the nation's people expect from President elect Yoon, according to a poll by Gallup Korea this Friday, integration, national unity, and cooperation is what citizens want from the next administration. Now, cooperation in Korean, uh, they sect uh, Hypchi, so it would be rather political cooperation. So, among all Uh, political parties. And uh, that's based on uh, a little over 1,000 respondents uh, who were to respond freely on their wishes uh, for the next president. And uh, this response accounted for 11%.
0: It's going to be tough to see any kind of uh, cooperation uh, amongst the uh, the parties involved, because number one, I mean, we're talking about one of the most split uh, election results, uh, almost 50-50. Uh, Not to mention, you know, you might be seeing the PPP uh, going into the presidential office, but the National Assembly, of course, being dominated by the DP. uh, And there's going to be a lot of clashes. It is going to be very tough out there. Uh, Let's move on to our different issue this time. The South Korean Finance Ministry, in its recent economic assessment report, noted that external economic uncertainties, both home and abroad, may harm the recovery momentum here in the country. Let's get more on this, Sebyok.
2: Uh, The finance ministry said Friday that the South Korean economy has extended its recovery momentum on the back of robust exports, but the fast spread of the Omicron variant is feared to constrain the recovery of private spending. In its monthly Green Book, the ministry said external economic uncertainty is also heightened as volatility in raw material prices and market fluctuations amplified due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The report showed uh, sales at department stores and cart spending increased last month on year, but their growth slowed down from January amid the Omicron wave. And the Ukraine conflict, in, conflict, and ensuring global sanctions against Russia drove up already high oil prices, putting upward pressure on inflation. Uh, South Korea's consumer prices grew 3.7 percent on year in February, marking the fifth straight month that inflation has grown more than three percent amid surging energy costs. And South Korea heavily relies on imports for most of its energy needs. A ministry official said if hikes in oil prices continue throughout the year 2022, it could serve as a downward risk for economic growth. And he said inflation growth will be also high in March as demand pull price pressure from the economic recovery has mounted amid soaring energy prices. And um, in fact, Moody's Investor Service um, downgraded the South Korea's econ- economic outlook, and this is something that um, SOA will cover next yeah but- <laughs> i will <laughs> well, right
0: thank you very much for that yes so uh, so there are dim forecasts in terms of economic growth globally as well as uh, domestically as well uh it's kind of affected by the ukraine Uh, crisis here, so tell us more about this.
1: Sure. Global credit rating agency Moody's Investor Service cut South Korea's growth outlook for 2022 to 2.7% from its earlier outlook of 3%. Uh, The biggest reason is uh, the global economic impact due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine that's triggering inflation, financial disruption, as well as security threats. South Korea's own forecast from its central bank stands at 3%, but it's uh, I think likely that it too Will slash it later. Uh, The economic fallout, of course, is predicted all across the world. With Moody's also having lowered its growth outlook of the G20 from 4.3 to 3.6 percent, and uh, the U.S. to 3.7 percent, and Eurozone's to 2.8 percent. And Russia's economy is forecasted to shrink 7 percent this year and 3 percent next year, down from 2 percent and 1.5 percent, which was before uh, the invasion. Now. A separate forecast by the OECD, meanwhile, said the crisis could reduce more than a percentage point of global growth this year, and that global prices could be pushed up by around 2.5 percent, citing a severe economic shock of uncertain duration and magnitude.
0: Also, many banks around the world, of course, including South Korean banks, having a really extremely difficult uh, time processing trade financing-related payments due to the global sanctions imposed. Uh, Of course, on Russia, we did have a chance to talk about this with an expert, yesterday uh, to help local banks and their units in Russia, the South Korean government is set to open temporary settlement lines here. So Sebio, tell us more about this.
2: Uh, the South Korean government plans to open temporary settlement lines between local banks and their units in Russia. And the announcement made on Friday uh, came as part of efforts to help local firms facing difficulties in trade uh, financing due to global sanctions against Russia. According to the Financial Services Commission, the government plans to support swift trade financing Related payments for local companies, as Uribank Bank and Hana Bank, are set to open ad hoc settlement c- accounts for their affiliates in Russia. The move is aimed at minimizing the use of global intermediary banks, as uh, such lenders have tried to avoid transactions with Russia. Uh, due to sanctions causing major disruptions in handling of money payments. Uh, But the new settlement lines will not be allowed to be used for transactions with Russian banks or entities that are on the list of global sanctions against Moscow. And there will also be financial support for South Korean nationals in Russia for business purposes, as well as for students. So the government will also provide loans for families of South Korean people working in Russia to help cover living expenses amid disruptions in wire transfers. And for South Korean residents and students in Russia, the government has raised... The limit on the amount of emergency money that can be transferred through diplomatic missions abroad, increasing it from $3,000 to $8,000.
0: You know, I've never spent a whole bunch of money on, uh, I guess, uh, duty-free purchases before. Uh, I usually buy maybe like a a whiskey or something like that. It costs no more than maybe $300. That was the maximum that I ever spent. But apparently there was a limit. I didn't know because I never approached the limit. Apparently, And
1: it's because you're not a Korean national.
0: Oh, Oh, you know what? Is that really okay? Because the
1: story that we're going to talk about is about Korean nationals.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, because uh, apparently individual spenders in Korea, for them, the government has lifted a limit on duty-free items for the outbound travelers.
1: Right, Uh, so the maximum amount Korean nationals could spend for duty-free purchases departing the country was $5,000 U.S. dollars, but that's been scrapped starting today. Uh, The Ministry of Economy and Finance said uh, this is to boost consumer spending and revitalize the duty-free industry And along with that, support the travel industry that's been hit by the ongoing pandemic. A duty on goods worth over $600 those days, which has to be paid upon return to the country. Now, this limit, meanwhile, has been lifted for the first time since it was implemented in 1979. So it is good news once we do get to travel around if the COVID-19 situation does improve uh, here and abroad. And uh, I just want to read out one message that I hear see by Jamie man who said why not sj president in the future
0: uh number one <laughs> number one because i'm not a korean citizen and then also i can't run for u.s presidency because I, 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 i'm not ai uh, wasn't born there i'm a naturalized american citizen so i i'm not oh, wa- I can't, i'm not welcomed in both countries to run for presidency <laughs> so that's not gonna happen
1: yeah but it's great to hear that you don't spend too much for duty-free <laughs> i was-
0: I was just going to say, this mm. news, this 5,000 limit being lifted, that's bad news for all the husbands out there. I'm just going <laughs> to put it at that. Uh, I would just want to end this note also. Sebyuk, yeah. Uh, you've been with uh, Arirang Radio for how long?
2: Arirang uh, Radio for over three and a half years. Three
0: and a half years. Uh, today is Saebyeok's uh, final day here at uh, Arirang Radio right. because... Uh, she is now going to be a reporter for the uh, the Arirang Radio, uh, the Arirang News Team. Right.
2: right. Congratulations. Thank you. You I guys can find me on TV now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so, but I mean, we will. You know, Soa and I, we both work downstairs, and so uh, we'll definitely be seeing you. Uh, right. But uh, oh, we'll really, see you guys around. Yeah. Congratulations. Best of thank luck you. to you, and uh, thank you very much for all your hard work throughout the three and a half years you were in uh, Arirang Radio. Thank you. It was we're so such, glad to yeah. have been
1: here and here with you today on your last day. Yeah. That's
0: right. And All right. Well, nevertheless, uh, Saebyeok, thank you. So uh, thank you as well. Have a safe weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll see Soa next week. And Sebyak I'll see you downstairs.
2: Thank you. (laughs) See you. You
0: You can listen to Korea Now with me, S.J. Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.